Oh, oh man. You sleepy, buddy? I'm a little... A little bit sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. I bet we got the same amount of sleep last night. Uh, I, I got bet. a decent amount. You got, you, <laughs> I assume you, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I went to bed at like... I, no, I went to bed at around midnight. I tried to go to bed right at midnight, right at the end of the stream. But as always, I stay up in bed reading for like way too long afterwards. Quote, unquote reading. Quote, unquote, slowly, gently masturbating next to my wife. <laughs> Can't shake the bed too much. Can't shake the bed too much. Don't Just wake her up. Slow, slow <laughs> movements. And then one final slow exhalation at the end. <laughs> Just like that. Done. Just like that. Done. <laughs> And then I, t then you text me. Done. <laughs> I, I ring the sex gong, and you can feel through the ether that uh, that I finished. <laughs> ring the sex gong. You don't have a you don't have a sex gong. You need I a sex sincerely gong, hope that's exactly how things work for you. <laughs> like um, you both finish sex gong. Bang. Bang. <laughs> Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society, with your host Will and two guys that probably live under his stairs. If you're an addict, know an addict, or are just interested in exploring the outer mysteries of geekery, you're in the right place. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's season three, episode 19. We're in a fantastic mood tonight because it's been a good week. It's Monday night as we record this. The weather outside is not frightful. It is, in fact, glorious Colorado spring weather. A little bit of a breeze. The sun ain't got too hot just yet. And I've got a very good dog. This is the week of spring that we'll get. Yeah, it's this is the one get. week of spring that we'll this get. This is the one week. And well, then it will fucking be blizzard rolls in blazing. No, it's yeah. just going to go to heat next. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be 100 degrees tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck. You got your day of spring. I hope everybody's wearing <laughs> breathable underwear <laughs> because that's swamp ass. Um, it, uh, because the cheeks are so close together, it never fully dries out. It never, <laughs> ever fully dries out. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us. My name is Will. I am your host. Joining me tonight he once tried to convince his wife to open up their relationship to other people by saying it was basically just a genital timeshare, and it comes with a free ticket to the on-site buffet. He's my friend Steve. And what a buffet it was. What a buffet it was. <laughs> something, something prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> you know, buffets uh, kind of freak me out. I sort of hate them. Because you know that there's at least one booger in everything of food that you No, it's because look at. it's because of the seafood that just sits out forever. For hours. <laughs> it gets like, like a patina over the top of it, uh, like old copper does. And you eat it. You eat it no yeah. matter what because yeah. you're dumb and you know better and you do it anyways. Or you stir it back into the mix and then you eat it. Like <laughs> like like if you if you just like scraped off the top, you'd be the only one suffering. But no, you have to like prolong the suffering. So that seafood salad gets a full on stir. <laughs> so you mix around all that shit that was on the top layer and then dole it out and then pretend you're you're probably not gonna vomit later. And, and why do you always think of them in like desert places, like you know, like Vegas, 
Uh, I think of them in you know, Southern California, Mexico. Nowhere with an ocean near. I mean, not so much uh, Southern California. No, they do. They, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Dude, I'm Southern, sure they do them SoCal everywhere. Down there. Um, I don't think of them that way. Las Vegas. You know, I always like, think of them in like Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people are just like they're too tired from the sun to try to like plate up individual food for other people. <laughs> just like just just set it out. It's a trough. Do it yourself. Let just these yourself. pigs wallow. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking pigs they're coming these to a buffet they know what they're eating <laughs> you knew what you were getting you into. knew what you were getting into you knew what you were doing um tiki is still on assignment trying to invent a better ball gag right now i think he's wrestling with a triangle shape uh unfortunately um he says that it's making his gums bleed <laughs> I just love the idea of him trying to stuff geometric shapes into his mouth in an effort to uh, um, enhance his own sensual enjoyments. I think of it as like starting with a Dorito, and that was like the impetus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm, this never, might be. <laughs> like he never had like the Dorito accidentally flip and like jab itself <laughs> up into uh, the roof of his mouth. So it was like, you know what? This could be a sex toy. This right here. Uh, Dorito totally fingers and sense. sex. It's like a D four in his mouth. Yeah, Dorito. I got that orange dust all over a clitoris. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> Just everywhere. That but it would sure suck is if, tasty. Would suck Bum-bum. if you were. Yeah, it would suck if you were doing like the packy challenge and you forgot to wash your hands afterwards. And your wife's like, "Have you been cheating on me? Because everything down there burns." <laughs> I swear it was a chip. I swear it was a chip woman. I did it. God, that, would, that would be so painful. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be <laughs> like, horrendous. I've done. I mean, I've I've definitely uh, made the, the icy hot mistake once and or twice in my life. Uh. <laughs> so you've made that mistake. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Quick story. <laughs> friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, two friends of the show, he and his wife, um, before they were married, uh, ran out of lube during one of their <laughs> sexual encounters. <laughs> okay, mine wasn't this stupid. Now, <laughs> it gets better. Now, this person, this magical, magical person who will remain nameless, decided that this would work as a lubrication, thinking... Even though there would be a mentholated burn, it'll it'll be tingly. It'll be fun. It'll and it'll <laughs> mostly come off, and his wife, his future wife, would have to deal with it. Uh. And he wouldn't have to anymore because it would basically act like a towel. Her vagina would act so, like a towel. <laughs> That's so shitty. Not <laughs> understanding that vaginas are not that type of absorbent, my friend. <laughs> The great lube. We're not done. But I'm yet. going to inflict it on you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so one, they're still together to this day. Yeah. And they're a beautiful couple. Like that is that is he's love. A, I he, guess. He's a good-looking guy. She's a beautiful woman. Not only did it happen once, <laughs> <laughs> it happened a second time later. Didn't and that he. 
either he didn't or she didn't. Like, I don't know <laughs> how you allow this to happen. If you're a woman, how do you yeah. allow the guy so, to reapply that to himself and then stick it in you? <laughs> why do you want to do it again? Like I, like I said, I've made the mistake. Uh, you know, like I said, I said twice, but definitely been more than once. Um, <laughs> where, like, <laughs> that was a I've, mistake, you know, though. Yeah, it was. Like, you know, I've, I put icy hot, you know, sore muscle, whatever. Didn't think. Uh, started trying to get frisky or whatever, and they're like, ow, ow, ow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also made the mistake. Oh, I made the mistake once of um, uh, cutting cutting peppers, cutting jalapenos. Ooh, ooh. Um, but with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Later that and, evening. Yeah, I went to I went to uh, take a leak, and I'm like, and afterwards I was like, man, why is things things are tingling. <laughs> Why is, that this is, is uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable sensation. And then I realized, oh, you washed your hands, but you clearly did not wash them good enough. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds. Got to sing that song, St- all right? Stupid, stupid jalapenos. Stupid, stupid jalapenos. Yeah, blame <laughs> the blame, blame the green uh, delicious pepper. Mm, Don't you ever delicious blame pepper. delicious hot peppers <laughs> like that, you bastard. But, um, yeah. Their story has a different ending <laughs> because um, they just, he did it again, did it again on purpose. And that is why tonight's Save versus Poison podcast salute goes out to you, Tiger Balm, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we've been calling him for a couple of years now. Was it actually Tiger Balm? I believe was that it, it was. Hot? I believe it was Tiger, Tiger Balm. Because Tiger Balm is definitely worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a mucous membrane. <laughs> Be poor so woman's vagina. I just like ay ay ay. It's in my burning pocket. <laughs> Do you Let's try it again. That? Maybe it'll be better this time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be. You know, if he put on a, uh, I know I keep using this joke, but it makes me laugh every time I do. Like, if he put on a lab coat and just said it was for science, maybe he could get away with it. But he forgot <laughs> to do that. So nah, nah, buddy. Very inappropriate. <laughs> How are you, Steve? How's it going, buddy? I'm better now. You're better now? <laughs> After that story? That was a good story. That was uh, a good story. How was your yeah. Mother's Day? Mother's Day was was pretty good. It was a little busy. Always, you know, all, all of the holidays for us are always pretty dang busy. Uh, just because both her family and my family live very near, so yeah. it's always split duty. Um, <laughs> so it's... it's <laughs> are you laughing at duty? <laughs> No, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> he said duty, um, but yeah. So so that's it's always kind of busy, but it was it was good. Um, got to you know hang out with everybody, but that wasn't the hard part of my. Uh, do you want to share? Do you, do you want to share that during sharing time? Oh or? yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll save okay, share. Okay. Yeah, because if it's mental health. Related. Well, it's, it's it not. Be. It's mostly just me bitching. Okay, that's fine too. You can bitch during. <laughs> you can bitch during sharing. It's time. mostly just the these stressful things and the reason why I was unable to hang out with you this weekend. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did almost try to coordinate something and then it didn't work out. And it almost worked. And then, for, or Saturday. <clears throat> yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of things that got there, my name is Will. I'm an alcoholic. My name's Steve. I'm not an alcoholic. But I have used a sex gong. Like recently? <laughs> no, just in life. Just in life. Okay. <laughs> Why a gong? Because it's it echoes that way. That way, your your partner knows. <laughs> Doesn't matter where they're at. 
in the house. <laughs> oh, they know oh, so you would use it even time. if... Uh, oh, so you use it preemptively. I thought yeah, that oh, you yeah. would use it afterwards. No, no, no. You're using it... I mean, you could use it afterwards, but okay, I think you okay. use it before to signal... No, because I signal it is time. <laughs> see, I would I would like to have everybody in the house know that I just had an orgasm. That's what I would like. Climax, ding! Like I said, you could use it either way. It's either that or I I shout like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that usually gets the message out too. Oh man, uh. I just like the idea. Actually, you know what? It's not even the idea. I just like the term "sex gong." Sex gong, yeah. <laughs> sex gong is a great. Uh, it's a great. I think Scrubs. We we have to credit Scrubs for that one. <laughs> we have a fart gong in the house. Do him? Yeah, we do. It's downstairs, and the boys, especially uh, my youngest, he'll fart and he'll go up to it, and he gets this like super smug, satisfied look on his face <laughs> as he turns to you. Doesn't look at the gong as he strikes it. <laughs> with verve and vigor and all throughout the house uh, both a noisy smell and a noisy noise happen spectacular he farts and you can hear it <laughs> it's uh yeah good 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 game, good thought, game. <laughs> why do you like a sex con well it echoes like throughout eternity <laughs> <laughs> that's all i could think of was like the line from gladiator what you do in life echoes in eternity. <laughs> when you hit the sex gong, it echoes in eternity. I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you use the sex gong. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that your your lovely wife has a. Uh, does can I ask you something? Does does she have a Pavlovian response? Does she yes, salivate usually, when the, when the sex gong? It's usually gong no. <laughs> it's that type of. Pavlovian. When she hears the gong, she's like, mm -hmm, nope, no. No. <laughs> not a chance. Ah, uh, do you remember not having kids? Do you remember that yes. time? Yes. Do you remember that time? We were just talking about it. In yeah. Bed. Yeah. When a boner and a no longer boner uh, were, were not too far away from each other, and it wasn't <laughs> because you were getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go to <laughs> glory days. I think that's actually what Bruce Springsteen was singing about. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right to me. No, I love my kids. I love my children. I wouldn't trade them for more sex. <laughs> I think. No, I'm kidding. He said convincingly. <clears throat> he said convincing nobody, especially himself or his wife who listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I said, like I make the joke about number two. I love both my children. I wouldn't trade them for anything. Yeah, of course. It's clearly a joke. I would not, you know, I even if number two was number one, I probably would have been, you know, Dumb and did it again. <laughs> Had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't learn. I mean, yeah. a lot of times that's how people get pregnant anyway. <laughs> like they don't learn. <laughs> you did it again. You did, Why? We, oh, I, like we have a friend who had like two children with a previous woman, and now has two children with another woman, and we're like, "You're you're a really smart human being. How do you not get how children come from?" That activity that you like doing. Like, how do you not? It's not a stork, bro. You're not winning the lottery. Like, when you put the P in the V, out the V comes a C. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> good psyop. That was a good one. That was that, yeah, that one made me laugh. I, liked it. I was happy to be a part of that one. Um, 
This week in Alcoholic Updates, I had a really good week. Uh, we met new people through the Twitch stream that are dealing with the, um, their sobriety stuff. Uh, met, a, met a guy named um, Jonathan who popped in at the very end of the Friday night stream and chatted with him for like a good solid half an hour about his journey. He's in the Discord community now, which is great. And um, uh, he's, uh, I think he said a little under two years sober. I think he said like a year hmm. and 10 months or something like that. But congratulations. I'm um, really excited about that for him. And, yeah. you know, every single time that I hear about somebody else that's sober come into the community, it just reinforces why I'm sober and why, how, like, how necessary that sobriety is for me. Um, so uh, I didn't really have much in the way of cravings this week. It was, it was a really, really good uh, sobriety week. I didn't, I wasn't around anybody that was drinking. Um, I got, I had one moment where somebody offered, or not offered, but somebody like alluded to the idea of like going out for like, you know, hanging out and having a beer and whatnot. And I just sort of let it wash over me. I didn't bring up anything. I didn't talk about it uh, outside of, you know, any further context. I just sort of, you know, shook, you know, nodded my head and smiled and was like, mm -hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> going out for a beer. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's delightful. I'm sure that's, that's something, uh, you know. Um, adults who can moderate can do, yeah. Sure, it's great. So um, going out sounds like a fucking giant pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean, just trying to get over to see friends is a giant pain in the ass. I mean, like it's worth right? it, but but yeah, hundred percent, man. Although there was a part like I really the, the last time that you came over, I mean, sitting outside talking about you know I don't even remember what we were talking about. Like a little bit of philosophy here, a little bit of you know, life shit there, and then having a cigar and a pipe, man, that was, that was... That was good times. That was a great time. I, that was, like, if that had happened on Saturday night, that would have been... I was truly aiming for it to happen on Saturday night. You know, that would have been that would have been glorious. But, you know, life gets in the way, and that's okay. That's all right. We we live, we learn, we move on. We <laughs> schedule other shit for another time. So, let's see. Uh, spent time over at my mom's place for... Oh, we went to Lowe's. When they had a closing sale, if you've never been to a Lowe's closing sale, it is, one, a phenomenal way to save on stuff for your house, and two, a shit show trying to get out the door with your products. <laughs> Not because the other uh, denizens are, are terrible, but usually because these closures happen at the same time as, like, another opening is happening, like, and that's what's, that's what's going on right now. There's a Lowe's opening up in my town, and... Lowe's a little further away was closing and moving all of their staff over. Well, the entire store was 50% off except for lumber and uh, appliances. So we're doing our basement. We got everything for our bathroom except for tile. And I think a, like the door, like, but absolutely everything else, like the vanity, toilet, uh, fixtures, all that shit. Lighting. Um, we got some new lights for outside in the back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I spent most of Saturday doing doing that kind of stuff. Uh, and <laughs> we got like $2,100 worth of product for like 900 bucks. It was really awesome. Nice. So, um, pretty pleased about that. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my weekend. That's my update. Steve, you got anything to share? Yes. Yes! My, my weekend did not go 
quite so well. Poopy Choops. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm out doing my normal stuff. Went and got my groceries. Everything was fine. Did yep. that. Picked up the, this was Saturday, um, picked up the older boy to take him Mother's Day shopping. He's, you know, he's, he's getting older, so he's finally at the point where it's like, you need to start picking out a present. You need to, you know, have some input, basically. Sure. So we go do some running around and target whatever hung out there. Um, picked out, uh, he, he picked out a planter and some seeds for, for my mom his grandma nice and uh he picked out a, a nice candle and, and i pointed in this, in some other directions like a, a picture frame for for uh, my wife his mom yeah so we did that things were going good you know feeling good ran uh got my mother-in-law a gift and we head over it's like you know what we're, we're out and about let's let's stop we have some mcdonald's well we're sitting in the mcdonald's parking lot the temperature gauge on my Little renegade just shoots all the way up. No. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Oh no. So the last time it had done this, I I had I was running the AC, so I was like and I was able to shut off the AC and it and it you know kind of quelled the problem, right? Mm-hmm. It did not this time. It just stayed it just stayed all, you know, it went it stayed hot basically. Yeah, yeah. So we get our food. I mean, this particular McDonald's was not far from from the house, so I'm I'm like in my head just hoping that we make it home, right? Without stalling. Um, and I'm we're sitting at a light, and I'm just watching the steam start to billow out, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We did make it home. Um, uh, took a look at it a little later. I'm fairly certain that there's a there's got to be a leak. Right. Because um, I was bone dry on, on, um, radiator fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, like my last vehicle, I don't think I ever, ever put any freeze in or, you know, radiator, whatever. Yeah. Like I've never had to fill that up. So I got to be leaking somewhere, which is less than ideal. Man, I'm trying to figure out, you know, a place to take it. There's nobody, nobody's open on the weekend. Yeah. Um, I finally called around actually today, uh, and the soonest I can get it looked at will be next Monday. So oh. that's cool. So I'm basically playing a game of just topping off the the, the fluid every day, I guess. Oh, um, rough. Hoping that this is not going to be incredibly expensive, but I guess we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Oh, buddy. Um, but yeah, so that's that's actually why I couldn't or didn't end up coming to hang out is because I didn't want to drive. Um, no, I understand. Didn't want to drive it more than I have to. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Car troubles suck, man. I thought you were gonna like. <laughs> I mean, that's everybody's safe and healthy. Yes. So oh, yeah. okay. So I mean, at least fine. That. It's just frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just money that you didn't plan on spending. Yep. Um. It's it's. You know, it's it's a challenge with the job because my job is so far far away. Yeah. Um. So it's you know trying to fig- navigate like, well, I cannot drive it this day, this day, but I have to drive it this day, and when am I going to take it? And mm-hmm. just it was the whole thing, and so it was just kind of a cloud over the weekend, you know, trying to trying to figure that out. And sure, sure. So, and I'll, all the while be you know happy and enjoy a Mother's Day with everybody. So yeah, that sucked. That does <laughs> suck, man. That, is, that was not fun. 
that is not fun. And I don't <laughs> like it for you. So no. that's my whining. That, that's my whining for the... It's good. It's good whining. It's yeah. good, solid whining. <laughs> Cheers. Well, um, so uh, tonight uh, for alcohol-related content, I want to talk a little bit about celebrities and recovery and how much... I love having a celebrity face to draw on to give um, examples of what recovery can look like and what alcoholism can look like, especially from sources that everybody kind of can gravitate towards. Now, for the most part, I look to primarily stand-up comics because those are the waters that I kind of always wanted to swim in. They're the entertainers that I find the most entertaining. And uh, on the show, we've talked about... I, I started instituting a uh, every Sunday night talking about a celebrity in recovery that I found to be or continue to find to be a source of inspiration in my own sobriety. And uh, we've done Dax Shepard, Steve-O, Whitney Cummings, Robin Williams, and this last week we had Craig Ferguson uh, feature. And when I said we had them feature, I mean, I basically what I do is I just talk about them. For they called into the show. You think, know all the yeah, celebrities. I know them all. Very, very famous. Very, uh, uh, I'm very famous. Steve, you're not there yet, buddy. I'm <laughs> sorry. Crap. <laughs> sorry, bro. You, you're not invited to the uh, to the club yet. Um no, I basically I, I I talk about them, or I have a little. I'll have like a an interview with them. Like two weeks ago, uh, we watched an interview with Robin Williams, and then I interjected um, stuff that pertained to my story or other stories about addicts um, in recovery. Same thing with last night. I had a twelve uh, minute long monologue from Craig Ferguson from when he was on The Late Late Show in 2007. And he talks about uh, being in recovery. And it's such a great thing to be able to listen to. A, the origin stories are very similar to, to mine and to other addicts that I know of. B, the stories of how you feel when you're in recovery are all very, very closely aligned. And then C, the things that we do to try to keep ourselves sober are all very much aligned. They're all basically kind of boiled down to um, taking things, you know, with the one day at a time mentality, uh, recognizing that we need help from outside sources, whether that's, you know, AA or just community in my, in, you know, in some people's uh, experience it's AA in my experience it's my community and the the things that I do to to create that community um, so th these are these are absolutely fantastic because when I say Craig Ferguson you can see his face when I say Robin Williams you can see his face and when I say well their stories are a lot like mine so if you go watch this interview with them it won't be as funny if I was doing it but all the poignant stuff would be just about the same because those guys are professionally comedians and I'm just a wackadoo telling dick jokes into a microphone in my closet. <laughs> it's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, so uh, I really like having, having those people to draw from to give good, solid examples of, and, and their triumph and tribulations. Like, 
Um, the the first week I talked about Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard inspires me because he relapsed and then start, had to basically start over again with building that trust back. And that gives me hope that if I were to make a mistake, it wouldn't be the end of my life as I know it. It would be difficult, certainly, but it wouldn't necessarily just be, that's it. That's the end. So I really like that. For somebody like Craig Ferguson, who's been sober since 1992, it just shows me that there's a path forward where me making the decisions that I'm making, if I continue to make them, maybe I don't have to have a relapse. And that's pretty awesome, too. So that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. That's it. Wasn't much more than that. I kind of thought that I might talk about um, tracking our progress as we try to grow healthier, but I think I'll probably save that till next week. Hmm. So, Steve, do you have any thoughts on uh, on the whole no, celebrity think, yeah. thing? I think it, I think it's a good idea. I guess, or that sounds. <laughs> That makes it sound smaller than I think it is, but uh, <laughs> what a great little idea fact. you got. Oh, you're doing such a great <laughs> job. Bless your little heart. <laughs> you you pretend to know these celebrities. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, no, YouTube, I, I do. baby. It's just YouTube. I, I've, uh, I've, I've brought it up myself, right? With, in, you know, at least with some of the celebrities that I, I watch and stuff like that, quasi-celebrities anyways. Yeah. Um, but like the wrestlers, I've talked about, you know, John Moxley. Um, it's basically the same thing. I talked about how I inspiring I thought it was when this dude had to step away uh, to go get get the help he needed. He did that, and he's back, and he's you know just as badass as ever, and that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, I think I talked about uh, Jeff Hardy mm-hmm. at one point. So I mean, you know, wrestlers they they have a lot of <laughs> at least I think that was pretty par for the course, especially you know way back when i mean eddie guerrero even though as far as i understand it he was clean when he died but like he died because of it um just too much stress on it you know on his heart and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so um but yeah so i yeah i think it's a it's a i think it's a really cool concept to to because like it or not people all of us to some degree probably most of us maybe not all of us but Look up to celebrities of you know some variety or another. So I think oh, that's yeah. kind of why they are in the position they are. So it's good to be able to to use them as as a as a uh, you know an example, I guess, of, of of people who are very visible making this change happen. Well, especially for people that see parts of what they want to do yeah. in the people that are you know exactly I, like for the longest time when, when i was 13 i heard stand-up comedy for the first time and i did i i didn't want to do anything else i never wanted to do anything else in my life and i never had the courage to do it until i was in my mid-30s which unfortunately is not a great time to start doing stand-up comedy is when you have a family because stand-up comedy when you're getting started is you on tuesday night at 1 a.m at a seedy shitty bar for the third time you know, a different CD bar for the third time that night to a room of five drunks and seven other stand-up comics who don't give you any kind of feedback. You don't get positive. You don't get negative. And the drunks that are there, 
They don't care that they're stand-up comedy. They didn't even know that there was stand-up comedy. They're there for the one thing and one thing only. <laughs> the other comics, they don't they they don't care. They want you to not boo them. So they're not going to laugh at you because you're not that funny, but they're also not going to give you negative enforcement or reinforcement because they don't want to be booed. They don't want that that feeling. Which I don't know. I smacks a little bit of cowardice to me. Like how do you get better if you don't get any kind of yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to be glowing praise, but something like yeah. if, if if the goal is to do to do open mics to get better, which is what every, you know, open micer is trying to do. So you you're gotta, all there for you you're all there something. for the same thing. Yeah. It's like everybody's there for exactly be. the same thing and nobody's there being honest about that fact. It's really, really interesting and kind of weird. So um so yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for weighing in. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what are you playing right now? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't. I didn't get too much. Well, I take that back. I I played a little. Uh, you know, say the same old same old. Got a little Elden Ring. Ring. In. Yeah. Um, I picked up. Actually, I picked up. Um, several, four. Uh, several four of the new pre-cons. <laughs> several four? You picked up um, all four of the pre-cons. There's five. I didn't get them all. Which one uh, didn't you get? I did not get the white, blue... I got that one. Green. <laughs> white, blue, green. <laughs> the Obsc- only it's the one Obscura Objective, I think is what it was is called. That obscure? No, I think Obscura is the white, blue, black. Oh, that's yeah, it's white, blue, black. I think yeah. they're the brokers is the, is the white, okay, blue. Okay, okay. Green. Yeah, the white blue black one has um smuggler's share and smuggler's share is like a $25 card it's, and the yeah. deck was 37. It's, it's good like card. I'm going to get 12 bucks worth of cards then yep. basically, you know. Pretty much. Basically, <laughs> like, like, a good deal. And did you did you pop it open? Uh, I did. I did. I did not know. So not supposed I, I, to? Well, No, no, no. You absolutely. I didn't know that this particular uh go round of of the precons had a Little booster sample, yeah, a little yeah. sample of the things. Do you know what I pulled? What'd you pull? Did you get the Obnix? Uh, no, that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. One hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I pulled that. What is it called? That green one. Um, it was like the the most expensive here. Actually, I have it right in front of me. Give me two. <laughs> I'll tell you. Of course you do, you nerd. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, I was waiting. I was waiting on people, and they didn't. I was pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled two of the bootlegger stash. Two of them. Oh, of the, you of the borderless one. Stash? Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a good card. It's a good card. That's a good GD card, man. Um, so that was kind of cool. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, like I said, I didn't realize they had those little sample packs in there. Um, yeah, I didn't pull once I that once good. I opened the first one. I was like, oh, let's see what else I got, and I ended up pulling another. Another bootlegger stash. So well, good for you, man. Cheers. Uh, right on. Yeah, very kind of kind of happy about that. So that's mostly, I mean, like I said, with the car stuff and and everything else going on. I, I didn't have a whole lot of time to play. Sure. So that was me. Sure. Cool. Um, Hell at Loose Hunt, and then we started a new game called Trek to Yomi. Trek to Yomi is a video. It's a side-scrolling metroidvania-esque i don't even know if i want to call it a metroidvania so when i say metroidvania we kind of get the the idea that we're moving left to right or right to left and we are attacking 
you know, a monster in front, maybe some monsters in back, and maybe there's some, like, range stuff. But there's not that much in the way of, like, diversity amongst the, the, the baddies on the screen at any, at any one time. I'm about two hours into the game. Uh, played it on, on, uh, on the stream last night. And it's a... Um, it's supposed to be a video game homage to Akira Kurosawa, the hmm. the, the black and white uh, samurai films. Sure. So it is stunningly beautiful. It is a beautiful game. It's not a tightly crafted game, and it's really kind of short. I think uh, you can finish it in like four to six hours. So it's not it's not a long game, and the story isn't particularly impressive or anything. But as a just a kind of a visual uh, experience. It's it's really been a lot of fun to play. Um, I, I enjoyed my my two hours with it last night, and I I think that um, I don't know if I'll finish it on stream because uh, it was you know I love I love the whole samurai thing. Like I've always been, you know, I'm not a weeb because anime makes me a little bit nauseous sometimes, especially the white <laughs> people that love anime. I don't know what it is. I like you overdo it. Okay, just like calm down with your fandom. I, I recognize it for what it is, and I'm glad that you found something. But good God, people, calm down! You don't need a best waifu. Calm down. <laughs> it's like I, I don't know. I it sometimes just just people that it's Trekkies and you know the Star Wars nerds, and it's all of that when you wrap your personality in one expression of nerddom, and then can't talk about anything else and i met too many of those people in the groups that i was friends with in high school and i was one of those people in high school <laughs> and i made myself cringe other people made me cringe and now as an adult i'm like oh my god like please please go to a museum <laughs> i pick up enjoy a sport please become like a little bit more well rounded. That we've been talking about the same games for like I know, the past, I know, like, I know. I, but but here's the thing: it's a gaming website or it's a gaming thing, right? I'm not like talking to the person. Eh, I'm we're not, not talking, talking to about the person. Different games. We're talking about the same. Yeah, we're talking game. about the same games. But here's the difference, okay? I went to Lowe's on Saturday. I didn't tell a single person that I play video games on <laughs> at Lowe's on Saturday. I told I wasn't all the wearing... people that I went to King Supers that I watch anime. I, I was like, did. I knew you. I was like, you were wearing your like, your Evangelion uh, T-shirt, weren't you? And when I went to Target, I was like, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Star Trek. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, seriously, I wouldn't have to deal with these lines if only we had those uh, matter creator thingies. What are those things? Replicators. They're called replicators. Is. Yeah. <laughs> no replicators. Seriously, we need them. We need the technology. Congress has it. They just won't let it through. And then when I was at the bookstore, it was like Magic the Gathering this. Magic the Gathering. Zombies that. that. Yep. Zo definitely zombies. I like <laughs> talking about zombies. Woohoo. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's 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 the it goes back to the whole elitist thing. Like <laughs> it totally does, but like I I, you, I I get your point. I there are people who take it way, 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 too way, far. way, 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 too way, far. Too you far. can love you can yeah, love love a thing. Don't make it things. your identity. It doesn't need to be your identity. Okay. Yeah. Please don't make it your identity. I'd like okay. to be able to have a conversation with you about more like my favorite nerds are all the ones that I can have conversation. We can switch back and forth between something geeky and something that everybody kind of has to deal with. Like I love those people. And in the, <laughs> I, I feel like that is a 
increasing population as nerd culture sort of seeps into the mainstream. But I know that when I was a kid, you played Dungeons and Dragons in a closet, uh, huddled around a tiny little table with your other five friends, because if you didn't, you were getting beat up by bullies. Rightfully <laughs> so. <laughs> <clears throat> so different, different cultures, right? Different, different time. It was a different time. It was a different it time. It was a different time. <laughs> so, um, fuck, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the uh, Trek to Yomi and how uh, I was, uh, you know, weeby in, uh, in high school. And, and now I just, I enjoy the, the, you know, the art of a specific style of cinema. Still love, you know, I still love the Japanese style games. Uh, you know, um, Sekiro was an amazing game. Um, the Neo series are just phenomenal games, and I love them to death. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that they're more Souls-likes that just happen to have a veneer of the the Japanophile flavor cast over the top of it, or if... Um, or if I have a, a genuine love for like the setting and story, it could be a combination of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, um, Trek to Yomi. Uh, it's been pretty fun so far. It's on Game Pass right now. It's on Steam. Uh, I think that you'd have to buy it separately on PS4, but that's because Sony has not caught up to the innovation that is Game Pass. And uh, they will within the next six months when they see exactly how much money Xbox is making off of that thing. It is quite a lot. Or at least that's what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for tonight, I wanted to ask Steve, since you're here, <laughs> um, what keeps you coming back to games more? Narrative-focused play or mechanic or challenge-focused play? What do you find compelling and that really, really turns your crank as far as playing a game? Well, for me... I would, I would say it's a bit of both. Um, Dodge. <laughs> it's a push. It's a, I'm it's gonna a push. push. <laughs> You're like I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sit squarely on that fence. Uh, right there, you are right on top, like a, a fucking crow, you bastard. Um, no, so I, I think <clears throat> I, I think I definitely lean more towards narrative for the most part. Um, that's what usually gets me to a game, right? Like I like, I love stories. I love in all their forms it's it's um frankly one of the reasons why i watch wrestling i mean they're not good stories but they're stories and they're endless stories they uh, are that's endless why I loved, stories yeah that's why i loved comic books it's, i mean i still love i had to stop buying them because that is a that is a money pit uh, -huh. uh <laughs> but uh -huh. um but it was a never-ending stories right like they keep going and i love that i hate when stories end in fact. yeah you're fucking a you up here buddy yeah, yeah it drives me nuts <laughs> like it, it's um it, it get all sad you know scrubs ended <laughs> boo, tears um <laughs> really you weren't a little happy that the ninth season ended i was really oh, no, happy okay that well that ninth, ninth season, season was ended. terrible that, that was part was garbage terrible but i hate when things end i really genu genuinely do um and so a story is what usually sucks me in right what, what gets me there yeah that being said um the souls like games i believe keep me coming back because of of that difficulty right because of that challenge the mechanics and the challenge yeah. of the gameplay 
and because there's not much story there. I mean, it's there. No, it's absolutely there, but it's all there in the setting. It's not yeah. there in exposition. There's yeah, no dialogue. Not, this isn't. Um, I'm trying to think of a really story-driven game. I'm sort of blanking. This isn't Kingdom Hearts, which is one of my all-time favorite games. Sure. Which is, you know, the story. You are playing it for the story, more or less. You know what's funny? I kind of feel like like from Soft's games especially the Dark Souls series itself, I feel so much that those games are just the evolutionary iterations of Mario games. I can, there I can was see no, that There's argument. like, it's nothing yeah. but setting yeah. and mechanics. There's very little exposition. What did you get for exposition? The princess is in another castle. That's yeah, what you, you, you got. Were... <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But... But who is Mario? <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. We don't, nobody I mean, really knows. The a fact, plumber? Like, we're, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in, in Dark Souls, what are we? We're, we're um, uh, the kindled. Yeah, depending uh, on which game. Yeah, yeah you're, you're the an tarnished, undead. You're a tarnished, yeah. well, you know. Brave um, Hunter for uh, for Bloodborne, if you've played that, which if you haven't. Yeah. Holy crap, that game is so good. But that, that I, I like that observation. I, I really, <laughs> you're not wrong. That's like. You're there. There is story, but like you said, it's all setting. It's yeah, all yeah, it's, it's all, all in the setting. Background. You're 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 there because this stupid fucking dragon has killed you thirty times, yep. and you are gonna beat him thirty on on, on attempt thirty one. And here, and for the Mario thing, I mean Bowser is a little dragonish. I just don't understand how pole dancing is the way that you defeat him. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah why is mario a well, pole dancer wait i don't know that you beat bowser with a pole dancing right you beat no, bowser no, with no. a little axe yeah you you chop the axe and it, or and you, it drops him yeah, in, into, yeah, the it drops him into lava <laughs> but but you pass the levels by pole dancing i just i don't, I don't know about that <laughs> uh yeah that's that's curious though isn't it baby 100 mario's a pole dancer <laughs> I kind of want that on a t-shirt so bad like right now yeah. somebody make that t-shirt yeah. Save vs. Poison podcast Mario the pole dancer Mario <laughs> Mario the pole so what about you so that that's there's my push of an answer like I said it's a little honestly it's a little bit of both um, uh, I don't honestly disagree so one of the things that I find very interesting though is the game that I associate with you the most is Magic the Gathering specifically the commander format and while I recognize that there is a deep lore behind the game, we don't talk about that, like, ever. We talk about uh, mechanics. It's well, almost entirely so focused on mechanics. Like, like, we like some of the characters. Like, we, we see the, the character archetypes <laughs> that exist, but it's not like you and I have ever sat down and had a conversation a, a conversation about the, the nature of Nicol Bolas and why but the Planeswalkers rebelled against the him. Well, that's, that isn't that is a thing. Like, like we've bitched about two settings back to back, almost the com the Kamigawi. Well, if we had been, if I had been doing Kawagami? this, Kawagami, is that right? Ka Kawagama, Kawagama, Kawagama. God, now I can't say it. What is it? It is Kawagama. Yeah, it's Kawagama. So Kawagama, which was supposed to be like laser ninjas well, yeah. of the far future. What the fuck uh, is that? And then why this was there, there was one. Mecha in it. There was literally oh. Mecha. Which should not be in my fantasy. <laughs> Why is that in the fantasy thing? Like, I get steampunk. I get that. That that fits. That was pushing it. But that was about as, like, that was like, okay, steampunk, all right. Okay. Well, no, just like using magic as an energy source for science. I get that. I'm fine with that. But neon cyber ninjas and mecha, yeah. 
Yeah. Get that shit right out of my fantasy world. <laughs> and if you don't like that, what do we got for you next? We got we got some 1920s gangsters. Ni- 1920 yeah. elven gangsters with <laughs> dwarves and goblins. Oh, why? Oh, yeah. There's, I don't know. There's, is there the dwarves? I don't think there's dwarves in this one, actually. Or elves. I, there are, oh, dude, there's totally elves. There's I know cephalids. that I pulled at least a couple of like elven citizens i think there might be some yeah i think you're yeah, right on the elves yeah. yeah so here's the thing had had i been on the podcast longer i would have bitched about a couple other settings that have bothered me sure um i'm i've decided that, that the people who make magic magic wizards of the coast have just clearly run out of ideas <laughs> or or they just stop putting the effort into the normal ideas and they they're so intent on trying some stuff something new Sure. Um, cause so we've gotten 1920s, we've gotten, um, cyber ninjas prior to that. We got, uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. Strixhaven stuff. Strixhaven. Yeah, that that's all it was. It was, it was just Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> rebranded. Please don't sue us. Uh, yeah. Universal studios. And even though I didn't dislike this particular set, they did fairy tales. They were they just did. like, I, I like that one either. But... guess we'll do that one. But I didn't like the aesthetic of that one. Like, I actually didn't mind the the like the fact that they did a fairy tales thing. Like, because those stories are are pretty. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense in context for for what magic used to be. Now it's cyber ninjas, I guess. Yeah, so now it's fucking cyber ninjas. I mean, I can only guess that within. I'll give them four sets. We're gonna end up in space because. Oh, who's who's hoping for that? Can we have Star Trek? Nobody's replicators. Hoping, we're going to. I want That's replicators. Seriously, you guys, Jean Luc Picard. He's gonna. All that being said, um, kind of to circle back to our our your original question point. Um, so that actually is one of the things that got me into the game of Magic. Um, not only was it like I started playing very wrong when I when I originally started playing, mind you, but what really drew me in was the story. Um, yeah, it was. When I started playing, it was the the Phyrexians and uh, Urza and and like the uh, Gerard, all those characters, and mm-hmm. that's like I always wanted to get the cards of those characters. I still sure. do to an extent. Of course um, you do. You're a collector. Yeah, I gotta have all my Pokemon. You need you you need your Pokemans. <laughs> Chin Pokemon. Chin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Huge mm. bulbous penis. So <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of that show. God, that was South Park was good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that that actually you know kind of goes back to that. Like I said, that original point. I love this story. It was you know, um, it's what really got me to start playing the game. Yeah. Um, of course, they used to like they actually used to have novels that went with every set. Um, they huh. kind of got away with that, or got away from that, I should say. Um, I think with like digital uh, printing, and most people well, not using actual print media anymore, that might. That's probably why they got away from it. Um, they, Ooh, I think maybe. they do. I mean, telling stories like, is is that's good. Like the more stories you tell, the more invested people are going to get. I think. Yeah. Well, they 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 do like there's like online things. I think a couple like one or two of the quote unquote recent not too recent like um in the past couple years i think Mm -hmm. they've actually like a couple of them have had full novels most of them just have little supplemental stories that you you can find online Mm -hmm. but um it's not the same i i really enjoyed 
the old novels. Um, I thought it added a lot to the game to me. Sure, sure. I it's funny. I uh, I watched a I watched a video on YouTube about like the like what happened with the the whole War of the Sparks and Nick, what mm-hmm. what is Nicol Bolas's timeline because that was kind of the big story through 2019. I want to say sounds about right. Yeah, I think through like the end of 2019. Um, so I watched a video on that and it really is like a fucking soap opera. It's just she betrayed he and he betrayed that one and this one over here is betraying this one and then these form an alliance but maybe not for all for all time and then this one did something stupid off in the corner and nobody knows about it and then this one was all powerful but not because of this but because of this and they betrayed all of them. Like so- do you know what I find most frustrating about the War for the Spark? Go ahead. And Nicol Bola's story? Do tell. Um, by far, is that it's, it was just Yogmoth and the Phyrexians. They just told the story they had already told. Everything yeah, that happened yeah. with, with Nicol Bolas invading a plane, you know, a world, whatever, like showing up, trying to take over. They did this already with Yogmoth and the Phyrexians invading a plane and sure, trying to take yeah. over, like... It was the same story. Your writers are tired. <laughs> With new characters. Your writers are tired. I just assumed Watsy. it was entirely new writers that just did not bother to look at what they didn't, what didn't read. Before. You guys didn't read the manuscript. Yeah. <laughs> you need to read the manuscript, guys. There's the history here, man. Those that don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the slow laugh after. I no, sorry. That. There was a there's a child that I'm trying to shush. Is it a big child or a tiny child? It is a big child. It is the big child who apparently has stubbed his toe and is now oh, rolling on the floor. So. Oh, poor dude! But laughing about it. Oh, he's yeah. He has a strange response to pain. Mm, evidently. It's nice to know that he's got a future in S and M, though. That's good. Good for him. Good for him. Weird. Go, boy, go. Hey, you got to start looking for those career opportunities when you can get them. And sex work is viable work, Steve. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking down on anybody. <laughs> I always wonder like like how far can you go with those kind of arguments with somebody like as like Oh, well, um I totally think that sex work is like real work. Oh, okay. So you're really excited about your daughter starting that one of those jobs. Uh <laughs> Like I'm, just, I'm, I'm waiting for the, those moments to catch up. And and don't get me wrong, I have nothing against sex workers whatsoever. This is not a, I'm not virtue signaling here or anything. I just, I like to see where the margins lie for for those kind of, you know, sort there of was, moral quandaries. There was a comedian that I actually just recently watched. He had a, uh, he was he was mocking somebody in the crowd who who you know, piped up with their own little, little you know bullshit. Oh sure, yeah, somebody that. And, yeah, and uh, God, what did they said something? He was saying something about strippers. I think was with the start of it, uh-huh. and then they were like, "I can't remember what the audience member said, but the gist of it was he he's like, why are you putting that that line there?' He's like, "You you just said that you don't have a problem with with strippers because yeah. you're an exotic dancer, but not yeah. a stripper, but you want to make sure that line is clear." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so uh, back to the original uh, original thoughts on the subject. Um, so narrative versus competitive. Oftentimes, uh, I or narrative versus competitive or mechanical. 
Um, I find that the games that I like the most have very, very tight mechanics. But when they're wrapped up in a narrative that I can sink my teeth into, that's when, I, even if it's just something that I have to like third party or watch somebody else's interpretation of to get a full understanding of, um, those are the games that are going to bring me back more and more and more. Like, um, even for stuff that's historically based, like Hell at Loose is a, is a World War II tactical shooter. The gameplay is fantastic. I love the gameplay. I love that even though I'm not very good at shooters, I can still feel like I have an impact on the, the field of battle, as it were. And then, of course, World War II's narrative is a fascinating narrative. It's so interesting. And even when I'm not playing the game, I can go and dive into that narrative because it's a part of history. And it's so rich and so, like, it wasn't centrally planned. It was lived. And there's so much of that that is so fascinating. You know, reading about, like, like right now I'm reading The Rise and Fall of uh, the Third Reich because I think it's an important book of history that shows exactly how manipulative and evil Hitler was. And this is from the perspective of somebody that lived through it. And it's a little bit dated in its use of language sometimes, but... It's fascinating, and I love that. So every time that I am reading that book, I can like think to myself, you know what? This is this is I'm reading, you know, something that's historically significant, and then later that night, I'm gonna shoot Nazis. Yay! <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah, I, I think that um, I need I need those tight mechanics to really enjoy a game long term, but when it's wrapped in a narrative that I can sink my teeth into fully. Um, that's when I'm going to, you know, have that game become something central to to my hobby, uh, my hobby likes. And I mean, that's why I love um, War Machine and Horde so much. That's why I'm really looking forward to playing uh, games like Warcaster. That's why I love Marvel Crisis Protocol. The mechanics of the game are amazing. And then, of course, I've got all this wonderful, wonderful universe to draw from for all those wonderful comic book characters. All fantastic stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's me, buddy. That's me, yeah. little buddy. <laughs> Sounds like we're about in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're... Uh... We're right about there. Well, good. Right on that fence. Because I, I hate it when we're across the fence from each other and we're Hatfield McCoying it. It's just know. the worst. Probably so. make for good audio. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> what the Hatfield McCoy? You ain't kin. I hate you. You love narrative. <laughs> you damn narrative loving. <laughs> you damn mechanic loving son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you and then marry your daughter. It's all about the story. It's all, it's all about the button pushing. <laughs> Muhuhahaha. All right. Uh, like every episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast, we like to round things out by shouting out to the mutual support groups that we hope you turn to in your time of need. Can you tell that I'm stalling while I pull up the website with all the website information on it? <laughs> Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, www.aa.org, 212-870-3400. Moderation Management, moderation.org, 212-871-0974. Secular AA, sossobriety.org, 323-693-1633. Smart Recovery, smartrecovery.org, 440-951-5357. And Women for Sobriety, womenforsobriety.org, 
215-536-8026. And for friends and family that need help and would like to seek group counseling, there are Al-Anon Family Groups. That's www.al-anon.com alateen.org or you can contact them at one 425 2666 From all of us here at the Save vs. Poison podcast, my name is Will. I'm Steve. And we wish you warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You've just listened to another episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, like, and subscribe on Twitter at VS underscore save on Facebook at the save versus poison podcast and streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash SVP podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and stay safe, everyone. <laughs>